Hey everybody, I find myself in Patchog, Long Island. When I first started dating my wife, she used to call this town Patchogua because she was from Philly. Now a New Yorker, but uh, Philly people had uh, not a clue on how to pronounce these Long Island town names because they're all named after Indians. Uh, whoa, a little windy as I as I uh, turn the corner. Let me turn my back to the wind. But basically, I'm in Patchogue. I'm going to the float place. There's a guy named Tom who's been kind of uh, asking me for a while now to do a podcast from his floating place. Turns out this guy Tom learned about floating from Joe Rogan's podcast. He tried the float thing. He loved it. Then he realized that there's no floating places on Long Island. So he started a business and he's doing quite well for himself. So I'm going to be floating for the first time and I'm very, very excited. I think he's got a giant tank where you can't see anything when they put the lid down. There's like hundreds of pounds of salt in the tank. You put earplugs in so you don't hear a noise. You can't see and uh, it's supposed to be uh, a really, really cool experience. I've been wanting to do this for a very, very long time. Uh, and I'm getting the chance to do it today, thanks to Tom and the Flow Place. I'm walking up to the front door of his establishment. I just did that whole intro, by the way, walking backwards. How good am I? I'm going to walk into this uh, place cold. I've never talked to Tom in person, just online a little bit, back and forth. So here we go. Tom? Yes, sir. Tom, I already started the podcast. Oh, hi, man. What's Good going on, you. buddy? How are you? Good. Sorry, I drove by a little while ago, and I saw you in the window, and uh, I was on with Carl. Oh, that's cool. The Cuban. Yeah. Nice, man. And he can't. He couldn't make it here today. Well, actually, I didn't want him to, to do this with me. All right. Because he would make fun of it. Well. He would make fun of it. You know he would. Until he sees you next week, and you're like, man, you look a lot cooler. You look a lot calmer. And he's like, what, what have you been doing? And he's yeah. Like, you explain to him he did this crazy bathtub thing and how good you feel now. No, it's not. It's not going to work with him. No, you don't think. No, I'm telling you, man. A lot of chefs, a lot of you know, down here in Patchogue, there's a lot of restaurants, yeah. you know, a lot of bars and stuff that yeah. like, people live the nightlife. Dude, they come in here and it's like night and day when they come in versus really. Be. It's, it's amazing. Right. Like, that's what it was for me. I bartended for a long time before I did this, and yeah. I could never settle down. Right. I was always whenever I was at work, I was always rushing around, and your mind was racing, right? Yeah. So I would come home. Even when I would come home, I would be exhausted. Right. And I would lie in bed like this. Yeah. Finally, I realized it was me. I kind of had to settle, slow myself down. Right. I floated. It was like night and day. Man. Yeah, but how did you figure that out? Because, by the way, uh, I'm in like the lobby of the float place, and it's already very calming. I hear the ocean waves. Very, very nice. You're a smart man. But you uh, you discovered floating from Joe Rogan's podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was a good friend of mine, or was. I, uh, honestly, we've, lost, I, we've lost a little touch over the last year or so. But. Honestly, I think that I first heard about it. I think he first mentioned it when he was on your show. There you go. I think that I, yes. I think that he did. That son of a bitch. That definitely is where I started listening to him on his podcast because he, he was in one day talking about his freaking pop lollipops. And I was yeah. like, what, what is this guy? So I started looking into it more yeah. and following along with him. And right. he could only mention floating so many times before I'm like, you know what? Let me. Try this out. Yeah. Looking around Long Island, you know, where I live, there was nobody open. So right. I had to go all the way to Manhattan when I wanted to try it. Right. Which for me, 
uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of taking the train and, and traveling back and forth, so it was a little bit of a... You're not one of those Long Islanders that likes to go into the city? No. I like being there. I like it when I'm there. Yeah. I like traveling back yeah. and forth. You know, LIR is a little yeah. bit... Leaves something to be desired sometimes. Um, I'm kind of with you because I'm from Huntington originally. Okay. I hate living in this city. Really? I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about the transition. Like, what, what, you know, what it's like versus, you know, having a kid there versus, you know, out here, which, you know, get to that later, I guess. No, we can talk about anything you want. Yeah. As long as I get to float and then uh, talk about my experience. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious about that. Like, what, you know, what kind of Let me in, by the way. Yeah. I'm just just like sitting in your lobby. We can like sit somewhere. Hi. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk in here. Yeah, we're is, podcasting. This is our post float room. This is Mike Stack member College. Hi, I'm sorry. This is Tim. Hey, big fan. What's up, Tim? Nice Thank you, buddy. What's going on, guys? So they're they're shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just chilling. Oh, really? Yeah. Can I ask you about it? Sure. What's your name? Jamie. Jamie. Yep. And was it your first time? It was my first time. And tell me about it. It was cool. Yeah? It was unlike anything else. What do you mean? Walk me through it a little bit. You just float and you, you, it's not a big room, but it feels like it goes on forever. And if you just focus, I just focused on my breathing and just meditate. Uh, I do yoga every once in a while. Um, but it was just the right head space for this. Yeah. It was just a nice way to kind of just release everything and not really think about anything else. She looks, she looks very (laughs) chill. Were you thinking anything weird? No, I I just really focused on my brain. Were you able to calm your brain down? Yeah. And go silent? Yes, which is not easy to do. Right. I tend to overthink things right. normally. So. Very cool. Yeah. And you weren't scared in there? No. <laughs> why? Why? I mean, people are claustrophobic, aren't they, Tom? Some people are. But once, honestly, once people see the rooms and you see the setup and, and how we do everything, like the room that you walk into, is it's a nice big room. There's a nice big door that you go in and out of. Yeah. Um, there's a light that you could turn on and off anytime you want. So it's it's very... Go at your own pace, I think. It's not like you're locked in, you're in a small environment or anything like that. So it, right. it is very welcoming. And having control over, knowing you have control over the light, if you wanted to turn it on and get out if you wanted to, you're not locked in a room. Yeah, no, I'm going, I'm going pitch dark. Yeah. I'm, I'm going pitch dark. Is it like uh, scuba diving? Have you ever scuba dived? I've never went scuba diving. Scuba diving is the most amazing thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You f- truly feel like you're in space if you do it right. Just in there, just. Amongst the just floating and taking it all in. You you come to work, Tom, with no shoes on. Everybody, no shoes on. No shoes. Everyone has no shoes on. It's in great. This place. It's great. It's great. It really is. And so this room is our post float room, our tea room. Right. The first place I went and floated at um, was a physical therapy. Place. Oh yeah, go back to that. So you went yeah. into Manhattan, and you're you're a Long Island guy. You didn't want to go to Manhattan. Yeah. So uh, I found I found a float tent or a place a place that had a float tank that was uh, closest to Penn Station I could. It was only a couple blocks away. Um, but it was a physical therapy place that had a float tank. So when I got done, the experience was a little bit different. Instead of talking with the owner and you know thinking about my float and having some time to reflect on it, they kind of were like, all right, how was your float? All right, goodbye. And then right. there wasn't like 6th Avenue. It was like sensory overload when trucks and everything were driving by, you know, because it was one extreme to the other. That's what happens when I get massages. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a bad lower back, so I, I do a lot of uh, massage therapy. Okay. And some of the better massage therapists are all over long, uh, all over Manhattan, like far from where I live. And the exact same thing. You're you go from incredibly relaxed and at peace to everyone beeping and wanting to kill each other on the streets of Manhattan, and it and it takes you. It almost makes it like it's a it's a waste at that point because it goes away so fast. Yeah, when and you, it seems like that's what happened to you in Manhattan. 
Yeah, I only had like a few short minutes to kind of go for that that transition, and it's not not enough, you know. Right. The second place I went to uh, was in Connecticut, and it was a dedicated float center. So when I got done, I hung out with the owner. I had a cup of tea. I, I read a little bit of a book, reflected more about my float. The talking with the owner helped me realize a lot more about my float than the first one. So I got more out of it when I was in there, and I got more out of it afterwards because I talked about it more. Right. So when I opened, I said, we would always have a room like this. We right. have one here. We have one in our other center, which is in Deer Park. Yeah. Um, and it really does help. It's very know? peaceful. By the way, I would take my shoes off, but one of my toes, it kind of looks like a, a Frito chip. <laughs> I might have to take care of that soon. <laughs> Just one though. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel I don't know why everyone is barefoot here. But uh but Joe Rogan turned you on to it, and you were just uh, you were a bartender in the restaurant business beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I, bartender fifteen years. Because to do a little research, uh, you know, for this podcast, I started listening to your your floatcast. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and it, how many years ago was that? How many years ago have you have you been open? Uh so I started doing the podcast six years ago. As I was building out my initial. Wait, so what I was listening to today and last night was from six years ago? Yeah, man. That's what makes this so interesting for the people. You stopped doing the podcast. I think you're crazy. I think you should you know, pick it up again because it's, it's very unique and different, very niche. But uh, I was listening how you just got started and you bought an old tank from some lady in Jersey and you couldn't get it out of her house. And, and, and then you, you set up your business in your own house, I think, right? Downstairs in the basement with yeah. its own separate en- entrance. And now fast forward, I'm in a beautiful place here in Patchogue. So you, you figured it out, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, it was a really cool, really really cool journey. It was one of those things like, you know, once I had the idea, I knew it was going to work, yeah. and I knew I had to do it, and I kind of just had to go for it. Right. You know, what's that loud noise? Is that tea? Oh yeah, it's a tea kettle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so sad here. Um. <laughs> No, I got a yeah, producer. So, He's gonna. That might drive them nuts because as long as they know it's tea in the background. What kind of tea were you uh, brewing today? Um, got some kava tea, some white tea, organic green tea, and oolong tea. A nice little variety for right. kind of whatever people want. You know what? I, what I find interesting about you, Tom, and I barely know you except you know we've talked a little bit online, and then I listen to your podcast. You're like a typical Long Island guy that looked like you. Not that you had anger issues or anything, but it seemed like you came from a background. Like, it, I don't know how you found, like, serenity, harmony, tran- tranquility, and peace. So... Like, what happened in you where you you went this direction from being just a typical Long Island guy? Uh, two things. Well, two things come to my mind immediately. Or one, I opened... I started floating and opened a float place and realized that um, I really needed to do something that was more than just pay my bills. I need to do something. When I got done at the end of the day, you I You want to start a little business for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then two was my, I got divorced. And oh, that, was okay. kind of, that was a very humbling thing. and kind of really made me reflect back on myself, what was really, truly important and, and, you know, check my ego a little bit and stuff like that. And it was a really big, that was a big thing. Yeah. And that kind of really settled me down a little bit and, you know, did you do any meditation or yoga or any of this stuff beforehand? Nothing beforehand. No. No. But I realized from floating, I realized I, I hit a lot of points that other people do when they meditate, you know? And so it's almost like a shortcut for meditation, like a cheat sheet, which right. is kind of what I need for it, you know? Right, right. So so walk us through uh, floating. Like, um, yeah, just explain it for the, the newbies out there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're, we're at the float place right now, and we offer sensory deprivation. Um, 
a lot of people hear sensory deprivation and they hear the word deprivation and they have a negative connotation to it. So we started referring to it mostly as float tank therapy or, or floating. Um, and what it is, is it's a body of water, usually about 200 gallons of water. It's got about a thousand pounds of Epsom salt in it. A thousand pounds? A thousand pounds. Bags and bags, bro. How many bags is that? 20. 20, 20 bags. 20, and between 20 dissolves. and 22 bags. Yeah, it dissolves over a couple hours. Right. And the water has to be uh, warm for it to dissolve. Like cold water can't hold as much salt as warm water does. Right. So when it's cooler, if you put the salt in it, it doesn't dissolve. But as you warm the water up to about 95 degrees, which is where it is, the water um, uh, excuse me, the salt dissolves into the water. You know what I learned? I like learning uh, new things and it might be boring to people, but when you first started this and put the um, salt in the water, you, your water was really hot and the salt drops the temperature down dramatically. Yeah. And then you got to slowly heat it a degree, what, a degree, an hour or something like that? Yeah, depending on what kind of heater you have. So it's called an, uh, an isothermic reaction is actually what happens when yeah. it cools the water down. And it's it's funny because we will have water here that sometimes the heaters sometimes some, something will mess up with the heater where the water's a little bit too warm or, and we can add some salt to it and kind of cool it down that way which is which is a good nice little sneak trick. I had no idea that the salt literally will cool down the water. So there's yeah. how many pounds of salt again? About a thousand. A thousand. What kind of salt is it? Epsom salt. Wow. So it's it's uh, pharmaceutical grade Epsom salt. So it's right. all tested and everything by batch. And do you really so need a thousand pounds uh, to make sure you, you stay floating? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's funny. If we took out like maybe like 50 pounds or so, you might still float, but the water would come like right to your eye level. And like if you lean back a little bit, it might get in your eyes, which is not what you want. So yeah. you want to stay right above. So it keeps you pretty high off the water? Yeah. So you're 60% of your body is like below the water and the top 40% of your body's above it probably no so you're lying flat on it almost like it's a mattress and compared to uh the ocean what the salt content is it similar oh it's way more salt than the ocean. way more salt way more okay salt. except for the dead sea and like the great salt yeah, lake. Yeah, yeah yeah i get it yeah and it's you know it's one thing we realized here is that salt water always wins so as far as like building the place out and trying to figure things out what works and what doesn't like we'll put down a floor and the salt water would just destroy it in a couple months because the water will get down into it, the water will evaporate, and then leave the salt residue in there, which creates pretty much like a pothole. Right. So it's... You know. Hopefully that's salt residue. <laughs> He's smiling. <laughs> Sorry, I just met no. you. No, I'm, I'm apologizing to her. Yeah, how, how do you prevent people from, you know, peeing in there? So we no, everything's on the up and up as far as the filtration goes. We have a really, really awesome filtration system that runs yeah. between each person. Everyone showers before and after, which is great. And right. You Keeps know, everything nice and clean. Yeah. Yeah. So since we've been open, never a rash or an ear infection or angry phone calls or anything like everybody's – and we have a lot of people who come in and are very skeptical. Like, I don't want to go in it. And then they see the water and they get the whole yeah. spiel and they learn and they're like, oh, okay, I can't wait to do this. One, like, one rash could shut you down. That's it. Yeah. So that's one rash. Yep. That's so. all it takes. One rash for an angry person. Today's world, social and, and media. And how deep is it. the water? It's like – About 11 inches. 11 – that's it. Yeah. So you're going to step into it. It's going to come to like here on you. That's it. Yeah. And then uh, take me through it, so because I'm going to do this, but uh, you know for the podcast, so the, it's uh, over a thousand pounds of salt. Yeah, come on, check out the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go down the hall. Nice meeting you, by the way. Thank you so much. All right, enjoy your day. All right. So we have five float rooms here. Four of them are identical. One of them is a little bit longer and a little bit wider, which is the one that you're going to be in. Yay! Wow, it's it's like a little. Whoa! Look at this. Check it out, baby. I'll take some pictures for my. Yeah. Uh, that is beautiful. What what am I looking at for the people? So it's a, it's a door that opens up to uh, the float tank, and then the whole space is is uh, the water in the float tank. It's like it's like a nice size walk in closet. It's probably 
Man, it's probably five feet across, right? It's about five and a half feet wide and uh, nine and a half feet long. And, and the temperature in there, you can feel it. It's perfect. It's about 95 degrees. Yeah. Perfect. Four and a half and 95 degrees. Right. Which is, it, it's amazing. So you can go in there. Your feet are going to be on that end. Your head is going to be on this end. You're just going to lie on the water, stretch out like this or like this, whatever's comfortable for you. And you're just going to be floating right on top of the water. Nice. While you're in there, once the lights and everything go off, if you turn them off, there's right. nothing coming in. So right. your brain is like, finally a break. I don't have to deal with this or that right. or phone calls or temperatures or anything at all. So it's an opportunity for your brain to focus on internal things. And, and it, you know, it gives you a chance to look at things from an outside perspective. That's just the mental part of it. Yeah. Physically, your body's like, oh, finally, I don't have to fight gravity. Everything in your body can relax at once. You'll right. actually be half an inch taller when you come out. Really? It's, it's not going to last because gravity wins again. Yeah. <laughs> but when you first get out, you'll be a little bit taller. Wow. And that's because when you're in there, everything lets go and decompresses. Right. So... That's a beautiful uh, room, man. Thank beautiful. You. Yeah, so we custom built all the rooms here. How um, much does that cost? It was a couple bucks. <laughs> it was a couple bucks. It's it's. But so for, it was more cost effective, uh, cost uh, effective for us to to build the rooms ourselves because right. we built them exactly the way that we wanted them. Some of them have a little bit more bells and whistles for them, but you don't really need them. The no. idea of this is sensory deprivation. Some of them come with lights on the ceiling and they play music and it does this and that. No, nah, no, nah, like, I want I want nothing. Yeah, I, I want darkness. I don't want to hear a sound. Yeah, the other things are almost like gimmicky in my opinion. Right. It's like other people distract themselves by doing that. And the idea is to not have distractions, be in there and just Yeah. Chill. Well, the other thing I wanted to ask, I, I stupid me, I thought it was an actual tank where you closed the tank so That's on what you. I started out with. You said that the one I had. Yeah. That I got and I'm curious because you're a small business owner that I think you're a little more than a small business now with a couple locations. So <laughs> you started in your house and had strangers just coming to your house, but you had its own entrance so they weren't in your living area yeah so fast forward like quickly how does it go from one tank one used tank from some lady in jersey mm-hmm. to this beautiful uh space here in patch thanks man yeah it's, you know, it's gorgeous for real it's, i, I want to make fun and be a dick but sometimes you know what <laughs> just have a conversation awesome. right thank you man really um, it, it, it's beautiful and it's really clean. You can tell. But, I wanted to, but how did you? I mean, it just took off that quickly. You had to have customers to get some money coming in so you could expand. So originally, I wanted to open up a storefront and I had an investor lined up, uh, but he bailed. So I still wanted to do it. I, Wasn't he, that your father-in-law? It was my stepdad. Yeah. Oh, your stepdad. My stepdad. Your stepdad bailed on financing your little business. He still hasn't fucking tried floating, bro. He still haven't opened six years. He's like, yeah, okay, I don't need it. I have a hot tub and a cigar, and I'm good. I'm like, it's not even the same freaking thing, dude. But but you're his stepson, and and he agreed to give you money, and then he bailed at the last minute for what reason? He didn't think it was gonna work. Really? He said there was no skill. He said this one. People don't want to do that shit. There's no scalability to it, and it's not going to work here on Long Island. You're out of your mind. Right, right. So, all right, well, I... But you didn't give up on your dream, and you had no one else to finance you at that point. Right, right. So I, I uh, went on YouTube. I learned how to do construction. Right. Uh, had some help. Wait, you're not even a construction guy, and you built all this? No, I was a bartender. I didn't build this. We had, we had guys that do this. Right, right. My basement, yeah. I had my family come over and help me like, frame it out. So you did a few uh, how-to videos on YouTube, and next thing you know, you're building your first float center in your house? That's it, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Really, that, that was it. It was the only way I could do it. I'm like, I know this is going to work. And you're kind of an it, inspiration, Tom. Thank you, man. See, your pal uh, is nodding. He's saying yes. <laughs> and he's, he's barefoot, too. Yeah, man. You work here pretty much barefoot. That's oh, it. you work here? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, Tim, Tim runs the show over here. He's my manager here. Nice, house, so. nice. Um, yeah, I, I lucked out. 
pretty much right away, man. As soon as I put up a Facebook page and, and a website saying that it was going to open, the next day I started getting phone calls. Hey, wow. man, let me know when you're open. Let me know. And wow. that for me was like, yeah, I'm yeah, on the right yeah, track. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That, it got me amped up. Right. Um, and I opened up November 1st of uh, 2013 for my basement. Wow. And I had people coming in right away. And it wasn't, you know, a ton of people, but it was a few. Yeah. And about six weeks after I opened, somebody came in who's my now business partner, came in and he fell in love with floating. Right. He came out after his fourth float and he was like, that's it, bro. I'm in. We're doing this together. And I'm right. Like, what, what are you talking about? I'm a guy in my basement. We're right. doing this together? Like, do you got any money? Yeah. Oh, you do? Have a seat. <laughs> and, oh, nice. And it worked out because he loved floating. He could help us expand to yeah. what it is now. And he really, really do how to reach out to people and market it, which is something I didn't know how to do at the time. How many, how many so you got two locations, how many people are you doing a week? So in the two locations. So we have uh, five five tanks here, we have three tanks in Deer Park, and each week we see, you know, well well over 150 people. No, every week. Yeah. You got a lot of regulars. Yeah, a lot of regulars. We have a nice membership, so anybody any, wants any, to do this any, once a month. Any weirdos? Oh, Oh, all right, come on. Give me one weirdo story. Come on. You don't have to name names. What? You don't have to name names. Give me one weirdo story. Um, so we had one lady destroy one of the float rooms. Um, after she came out, she wasn't definitely, she wasn't, I don't think she knew what to expect at her experience. And I don't think she really thought to ask more questions when we were giving her the instructions and um uh something about it that she didn't like but she would you know all the pieces the towel this little spray bottle to help clean your face you know uh the earplugs the halo that's inside to help with your neck all in the float room all just like everything disheveled like you just exploded in the room and she lost her mind yeah and then so when we turn on the filtration system you know that that suctions the water out yeah. and replaces and cleans so the towel everything got jammed up into the, into the system right so you had to get in there and pull it all out and she never came back no. so she probably thought like floating was going to take away all of her problems i mean some people come in and don't really aren't really sure what's inside their head and when they see that maybe they don't like it yeah. and then they kind of like afterwards they might like react a little bit yeah you get anyone that wants you to join them in the tank? No, that's a common question. Though. A lot of people call and want to float together. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, that'd be a, a pretty cool experience. Yeah, I think it would be a cool experience too. But if you're about being solitude, then... It would I know, you want to be by yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right on, man. Thank you. So what are we going to do? I think... Uh, can I do an hour and a half or you need this room? Well, well, I mean, you better do an hour and a half. They yeah. only do 90-minute floats here. We don't offer 60-minute floats. Yeah, because people I, that do 60s, they don't get enough out of them. And, right. And if people that are listening, if you're exploring float centers out there near, nearby, go check it out wherever you are. Um, do 90 minutes. Don't do 60 minutes. Some places you're offering 30 minutes now, which is super gimmicky. That's you know, stupid. Yeah. Um, do the 90 minutes because you'll spend half the time just figuring out what you're supposed to do, which is really nothing. Um and you really need the full 90 right. to get the most out of it. I, I realized that when I first opened. Oh, People nice. like the 60s, yeah. but they love the 90s. Yeah, so, because it takes you probably 10 or 15 minutes to calm the brain and try to like just silence your your your, your brain and then uh, you know, you're off and running. Yeah. What, so what can I expect when I'm in there? Uh, you can expect when you first get in there, you can be like, oh, wow, he wasn't kidding. I really do float. It's truly effortless. And you're like, all right, this is kind of cool. We get to bounce around a little bit. You might be a little restless at first. And then you're like, all right, let me focus on my breathing i know you meditate so let me focus on my mantra and my breathing and see where it takes it and then you're like is that the music already you're kidding me wow and then obviously you're gonna get out we're gonna sit and have a little conversation about your float and you're like yeah i did and you're gonna start smiling and not know why and then so what we'll do is i'll 
I'll, uh, you know, I'll go in there. I'll turn off the, the podcast for a little while. And okay. we'll pop back on and we'll talk about it. My, cool. This is my first float. Are you a spiritual guy? I'm more spiritual now than I was, for, for sure. Um, I definitely believe that everybody's in charge of their own destiny. And they are the most important person in their lives as far as steering it and right. where it goes. Um, and having a, a constant view of positivity is really the most important thing that you right. can do. You're an interesting... I don't know how spiritual that is, but that's how I feel. No, you're pretty interesting, man. Because uh, like I said, I, I listened to about 10... Uh, Probably ten episodes of your podcast. Oh, thanks, dude. It's awesome. And I, well, I, I had a long ride, <laughs> so I'm like, I might as well listen to his podcast so I could get you know the vibe of you. And it's like, man, this guy believed that this was going to work. I fucking knew it was going to work. You, I didn't believe it. I knew no it doubt, no doubt. And then it, it turned out there were no float centers on Long Island when you started six years ago. But now I would assume they're popping up here and there. There's like eight or ten of them now. Yeah. Right. Are you guys all friends? We have no issues with any of them. We try and reach out to them when they open, but some people aren't very receptive to it. Some people are like, oh, what are you doing here? You're checking us out? Are you spying on us? And it's like, no, we're just yeah, saying hello because nobody knows. You know, this is a very small industry, so we all right. try to communicate with each other. But there's some right. people that just, I guess, come from other industries that it's not like that. So yeah. they're hesitant to right kind of be like that. All right. Anything else I need to know? Uh, I'll give you a nice little intro here once. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait, once I'm naked? No, no, before that. <laughs> and do I, t- do I wear a bathing suit? I- no, man. No, no bathing suit. So you get a shower, top to bottom. Okay. Uh, soap and shampoo and everything right behind you. Okay. Uh, after your first shower, you're going to grab that hand towel ice right there and okay. dry your face. Not okay. your whole body, just your face. Just my face. The rest of your body is going to be soaking wet anyway, but your face won't. Okay. And as it air dries, it's going to itch you. And okay. You jump over like this with your salty hands. Right. It's salt water in your face. Right. It's your eyes. It stings and it yeah, sucks yeah. and you don't want that. So okay. I'm going to try to avoid that. You know? All right. Keep a bottle of fresh water right here. Yep. So if you needed to, you can kind of rinse your hand open and then scratch your face. Okay. You really so just avoid getting uh, the salt water in your eyes yeah, and your try, face try as much as possible. Face, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the, the, I close the door and that's it? So Will there be music or something? Or So these lights out here are motion activated. They're going to go off by themselves. So okay. I don't have the lights or anything out here. Okay. I should explain like the, the tank room with this beautiful door. Then there's a, a tiny little, uh, it's like half the size with... Which has a, a really nice shower, by the way. Very nice. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like the privacy of this. It's, yeah. Where you don't have to walk down the hall after you shower. Like, excuse me, I'm going into my float room now. <laughs> with your stupid, yeah, with your stupid gut hanging out and <laughs> dumb flip-flops. And, um, so yeah, if you dry your face, you're getting in and out. Okay. You just step right here. You're about to the two handles and step in. Like I said, man, it's only 11 inches deep. So it's only going to come to about here. You All right. Just pull that door closed behind you. You step towards the middle of the tank, sit down in your butt, your feet on that end, your head on this end over here. Okay. The only reason that matters is that when you want to get out, you know, your head's right by the door, you can go like this. And oh, right on. Right out, without having to walk in there and turn around or anything like that. Okay. I think I'm ready. So, a couple more things real quick. Yeah. Um, if you peek your head in, look down to the left. Yeah, let me look. You'll see like a white hockey puck looking thing sticking out of the wall. Yeah. If you push the middle of that, the lights inside there will go off. Push it again, it'll come back on. Okay. So it's a nice little comfort light when you get in there. It doesn't look like it, but it's bright enough in there. I know you're going to shut it right off. I'm turning all lights off. I want the full experience. About six inches above that, we have this neck pillow. Okay. It's contoured here for the back of your neck. Okay. So if you need to, you can put it like this. Oh, I might do that. Nice. Some people use it. Some people. You've thought of everything. Try, man. Try. Some people. Has, has anyone, uh, you know, just ran out of here soaking wet, screaming because they can't handle it? I, I say probably like between five and ten people since I've opened have like 
got themselves out at like 15, 20 minutes and they just see him in the shower, like putting the stuff together. Like, I got to go and just right, right out right. the door. And I don't know. I, maybe like, like Tim was saying I before. I think it's this. I think that they're whatever their distractions are yeah. and that they're distracting themselves on in a life yeah. away from whatever's going on in here, right. they can't do that in there because there's no stimulation. Of course. So when you get there, you're forced to do this. Right. And if you don't like in here, it's like you're the guy that showed me how to get here. And right. like, oh, I don't know. I mean, quieting the mind, I've learned over the years, is a dangerous thing for some people. Because yeah. you you learn the voices in your head, and we all have them. It's a bit of a distraction, and it, and it pushes real things down. Yeah. Uh, man, because when you meditate, some of that stuff comes up, and it's really interesting. But that's, you know, then you're kind of, uh, I don't know, um, you know. So when it comes- seeing what comes up and, and seeing if you could kind of you know, work it out. When it comes up when you meditate, do you, is it almost like you you're looking at it from an outside perspective or it's almost like you're like, dude, I've had wild meditations. Yeah. Wild. I've said it, uh, off and on, on the podcast. I've come out of some medications, not uh, medications, Jesus, uh, meditations, not all of them. Obviously most are just, I'm relaxed and chill and it's nice and it calms me. But every once in a while I, I am on a rocket ship and I'm seeing things that I can't, um, explain in like human language, like shapes and colors and like Things that seem to be like in contact with me, crazy stuff. It's only happened a couple times. And then I come out of it and I, I've said this on the podcast. I, I want to run home and tell my wife. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, I can't explain or describe what I just went through. You're nodding. You understand this. I understand from a dream perspective. Like I've had dreams that I can't like I come out very vivid to me. And it's almost like pictures or like a moving story that I understand. But if I try to describe it to somebody, yeah. I can't, you, I don't have the right words to describe right. it. Right. I never had meditations like that though. My float, when I float, been floating for about three years, when I float, I'm more like a creative slash, like uh, what I need to do to like better myself. And I want to come out and I want to work on it right away. So yeah. it's like a tool for me to better yeah, yeah. like my own self, but I've never had that sit and just like go someplace where we like, you see these pictures on the wall, like these, the floater who's seen ge- geometric shapes and that's, on the wall. Like I've never gone to a place like what you yeah, were yeah. saying. So it's yeah. interesting to me because I've never, I don't think I've experienced that, you know? Well, you, you realize there's so much more to this human body. Yeah. You know, we all just focus on the voices in our head and, and just thinking. And if you could like kind of get away from that you realize, man, there's, there's so much more going on. Yeah, You're almost uh, more in contact with your soul, your soul itself. That's right? Cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I like that. I'm really excited to hear how you feel after this knowing that. I can't wait. I, and your first float, you said? First float. So awesome. part of me is uh, hoping that maybe I'm one of the guys that comes out screaming and running running <laughs> down Main Street in Pat Shogg, soaking wet and get arrested by the cops. Or maybe I have an amazing experience. I'll be totally honest with you, though. Oh, yeah. No, I know that. All right, good. I, I know that. Because <laughs> I know that. Sometimes people go in there for their first float expecting, like, amazingness, and they just... We're restful. Yeah. And, and they don't even have, they come out like kind of like, oh, I thought I was going to go oh, to yeah, Mars. No, you know? no, no, no. I'm not, my expectations are low. Yeah. At the very least, I know I'll be relaxed and, uh, and chill. So, yeah, for sure. All right. So, where's that button again to turn off the light? I just want to make sure I have it. You said a hockey puck. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So, before you shower, yeah. you're going to put these earplugs in. Okay. The cone in there, just give it like a little twist. Okay. Just keep the water out of your ear, out of your ears. And uh, in case anybody here makes some noise, you know, you don't want yeah, to hear yeah. it, you know. Um, in I'm, here, there's some uh, extra earplugs if you need, petroleum jelly if you want to cover, cover up any cuts or anything if you have them. Otherwise, okay. it's sold to remind you real quick that you have a cut. Oh, really? Yeah, You'll yeah. feel it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I pick at my my fingers. <laughs> you know, dumb cuticles, you know. And then you rip it, and then there's like a long, thin strip all the way down your elbow. <laughs> you go in the ocean and you feel those little cuts and stains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. It goes yeah. away after a minute. I'll be all right. It's fine. All right. Um, cool. And at the end of the float, you'll know it's over. We're going to fade some nice, soft music up. Okay. A nice, meditative song will play for about four minutes. Okay. And then that will fade down. And then Bob Marley, get up, stand up. We'll fade back in. Like, hey, you got to get up and go. It's really the end of your session. That's basically saying, look, I got people waiting. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's if that, smart. If that doesn't work, we'll just turn the filter on real quick. Okay. Which is just a little bit of water. You, you know? should give them a little electric shock. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. To keep them honest. There's a little voltage. So you might, it might be a little. might turn into a lot. Really? Shock you in there. Yeah. Um, I do have to take a leak because I was, in, yeah, I was on the Long Island, Rail, uh, Long Island Railroad, the Long Island Expressway for like two hours. So. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, right here. Wow, man. Everything is like, how, how old is this place? Three years? This is three two, years? Two years? I swear to God, I feel like I walked into a place that uh, construction just completed. Awesome, man. Good Thank for you. you. Yeah. Everything smells nice. But try and stay on top of me. I feel, I feel bad. I still have my shoes on. I'm a, I'm a mess. All right. Really, Joey? <laughs> Joey. Yeah. Give me some peace. From what I heard, you already have peace. Joey. Uh-huh, I'm here. Joey. Standing by. I gotta take my leak before I go into my tank. Can't you do something here? You like podcast noises, so you're gonna hear. You don't want. You don't want to hear. Let's just let it roll. All right. No, Joey. We let everything else roll. Jesus Christ, you piss like man of war. Hello. And finally, a little shake. There we go. You hear that, Joey? Oh, I thought it was over. Oh, boy. Okay. Greg, do me a favor. After you're done floating, go get your prostate checked out. Please. There's the shake. All right, I think it's good to go. All right. All right. Beautiful. All right. Nice. I'm ready. Absolutely ready. Now, I know people, uh, fans of this podcast, are going to be mad because, you know, now, like, I'm going to shut the door and I'm not going to, you know, continue the podcast. But you know what? Down the road after we do this. So what we're going to do is Joey's going to do something. It'll be a jump cut. And then next time I talk, it's when I leave the tank and then we'll talk about my experience. Okay. But down the road, if we do this again, we got to get the Cuban here and a couple of my other guys. We'll have one big party here. And then somehow I want to like I want to like uh, podcast from the tank a little bit. We'll figure yeah, it out. but not today. I want to like no. really experience this without anything. Yeah. That, that, that hooks up to a tripod, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally get a tripod. Yeah, we'll figure something out. All right.
I think I'm ready, Tom. Okay, float, dude. Go have uh, lunch. Listen, if it wasn't for your guys' radio station, I've been listening since 1996. Uh, wow. Yeah. You were a kid yeah, back yeah, then. Totally, yeah. Uh, if, but if it wasn't for the podcast, uh, if it wasn't for the radio station. Uh, Say stuff. podcast. Makes podcast, feel good. radio station. <laughs> I'm but kidding. Everything from start to finish. I actually bought us XM uh, Satellite Radio because right. you guys were in between. And yeah, then yeah. you guys were going to it. Nice. I heard it. I bought us XM Radio. So I've been listening for a long time, but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been floating right. ever. The same thing like Joe Rogan. And uh, because of that, I left corporate, you know, America, and I've come to work with these awesome people and better quality of life. Nice, so, good for you. Thank you. That yeah. means a lot. It's been a while. All right, I'm gonna get naked now. Thanks so, so much for coming yeah, out, man. All right, I'll uh, I'll you see you guys on the other side. Silent? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it is. But I got so much to tell you afterwards. Like, well, like off the record? Yeah, just like oh. no. Let's let's go on the record. No, man. Like honestly, I'd say probably. The three quarters of the time that I was actually working on my float place in the basement. Yeah. I was listening to you. Oh, that should be on the record. You. Thank so, you. So for you to come in here and then tell me that I'm an inspiration to you is yeah. like, are you me? Like, it's, it's very humbling for me. You should be it's, an inspiration for any uh, small business owner because seriously, we've been talking off and on for like six months because it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, a couple people in Manhattan reached out to me, but then you were like really had that personal touch and was really so nice to me. And then when I started listening to your podcast that you don't do anymore, I'm like, oh my God, this guy actually came from nowhere and believed the whole time he was going to make this work. And and I sit here and, and and I see that you made it work. And then my wife left me on Christmas Eve. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude, we'll get into that. That was the other, like I said, the other Can we get thing. into that on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, it's, I'll get into what I learned. Wow, she it. wanted it to hurt. What'd you do? It hurt for a little while. But I mean, what did you do that she said, you know what, I'm going to do this on Christmas Eve. See, I'm taking her side right now. No, that's all right. It was... um, I'm kind of getting naked as you talk. It was, honestly, it was was my... You won't see my penis. It was my fault. (laughs) (laughs) It was... I said, don't worry, you won't see my Peter, but I'm starting to take my socks off. It it, it was, you know, looking back on it now and and looking at things for reality the way they are, like, it was my fault because I didn't clearly communicate what the plans were for the business, where I wanted it to go, where... and because we had a difference of, of that uh, on the path that we should take with it, that led to a lot of issues. And, you know, at some point, our views became so different. It was like we're not even right. we're not even, we're not even seeing the same thing anymore. Right. So we just kind of went our separate and, ways. And you just knew this was going to work. So you're better off because it seems like you're at peace with yourself. Yeah. And where you want to be in your life. Yeah, that, that I definitely am. So. It's, uh, you know, it was, it was a little hard at first because we have a son. So right. I was obviously very concerned about him. But he seems – he's a happy – Happy kid. Do you guys get along for him? Yes. So that was something that happened. Or are you one of those couples where, you know, she's co- she, you're coming to pick up the kid and the cops are behind because she's trying to start some shit on the lawn and the kid's in the corner crying like, Bobby, Daddy, why are you No, doing? it's been very, Not one of those, sorry. It's been, I, no, it's fine. It's, I have a crazy imagination. It probably... Actually, that happened. That's a real story. When I lived in Huntington, my landlord had a, a thing like that. And every time they had to uh, do the... Do the kid pick up? There was always cops involved. Yeah. But always. We never got that bad, fortunately. But I'd say for like, you know, two months or three months or so after the divorce started going down, it was yeah. really, it was real sour. And then yeah. we both kind of hit a point where we kind of realized that it was, he's my, our son, Peter, he's, right. he's the most important thing. I'll be all right. She'll be all right. right. Let's just focus on him. And once we both focus on him, we kind of realized that this isn't going to work. Let's just. Right. Focus on him and that's it. And so, no, there's no angst or anything. Once in a while, we'll have like a little flare up of anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's usually just 
bullshit coming out, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Like personal stuff. But well, she, she needs to float, obviously. That's it. And <laughs> Look at your guys. Well, I think that was, that was part of the issue, too. When I first opened, she only tried floating, like, maybe three or four times. And she was like, nah, it's not for me. I'm like, fucking what? Like, we're all in here. What do you yeah. mean it's not for you? Yeah. But, you know, I right. lead a horse to water. To each their own. All right, let me get naked. Enjoy yourself, brother. Thank you. I'll see you on the other side. She will. Door is closed. All right. I got it. Really, Joey? Take my clothes off. I thought we'd already hit an all-time low. Pants are off. I, I don't. I don't fold my clothes when I take them off. So they're all over the floor already. Here come the underpants. All right. Let me put my shoes up here. What if this? Looking around for hidden cameras. Okay. All right. Nice. Waiting for the water to get cold. Oh my god, I need my manscape. I need my manscape. I need my uh, my lawnmower. And I need the plow for a real snow curtain. Alright. Because you're wondering, I'm, I'm uh, washing my pits and uh, you know the tank area. That should be good enough. Okay. Can we get some shampoo on? Going on a date? Getting into a float tank. Okay. I did a couple extra scoops. If you know what I mean with the shampoo. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you've used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. In 2017, more than 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's uh, 51% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride-sharing services too. Cops are on the lookout and writing tickets, so why take the risk? In 2017 alone, seatbelts saved nearly 15,000 lives. So do the smart thing and buckle up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Wow. That's all I have to say is, wow. Oh my God, I am so like chill, so relaxed. 
I just got out of the flotation chamber, I think that's what it's called, about five or ten minutes ago. I literally couldn't speak. I was so chill, so mellow. And I'm like, you know what, let me take my shower. It's because uh, you step out and there's a beautiful shower waiting for you. So I took a really long, long, hot shower. And uh, I finally feel like I could speak. I was just in there for 90 minutes. The first thing I have to say is that, whew, that time stood still. I was in there 90 minutes. I would, I would bet a lot of money that I was in there 20 minutes, 20 minutes tops. Tom told me like at the end of the session that they would pipe in very soft music just to kind of bring you back a little bit. And I heard the music and I was like, man, why didn't I put the earplugs in? Cause I forgot to put the earplugs in, uh, because I was thinking, ah, oh, man, that's music from, you know, the other, uh, flotation chamber. They're waking somebody else up. So I'm like, man, just when I was really getting into this and, and feeling like I'm going to another place, I hear the music coming from another, uh, flotation chamber. I was wrong. That was the music for me. That, that meant that I was in here or in there, I should say for 90 minutes. And as soon as I realized that I'm like, my mind was blown. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Anyway, besides that, uh, kind of meditated kind of just at first, you know, you lay down and, and like Tom said, you float right to the top. Like you, you don't sink at all, but it's very, very obvious that you have no problem floating and you're floating way higher than you ever have in the ocean or, or the pool. And that alone, that sensation was amazing. Cause then I was like fooling around at first, like, Oh, let me see if I can push down a little bit. And actually it takes a lot of effort to try to push your body under the water. So I did that for a little bit. Um, and then I started rocking back and forth, just getting the feel of the thing. Like, wow, this is so cool, you know? And then, um, it took a while to relax my muscles because your body's not used to doing this. So my, my muscles were kind of tight and resisting a little bit. You know what I mean? And after, I don't even know. I don't know. Cause like I said, time doesn't really make sense in this situation. I finally really relaxed and was really floating and feeling like my muscles weren't doing anything. And, uh, the other thing when I, when I, first started, I just closed my eyes because naturally you want to do that, even though it's a very, very dark space. You can't see your hand in front of you, but you know, I guess you're, you're just used to, you know, closing your eyes. So I closed my eyes and somewhere in there, I decided to open my eyes and you couldn't tell the difference. You couldn't tell the difference between your eyes open or your eyes closed. And that sensation was just unbelievable. And, uh, and then I just chilled out. I don't know if I fell asleep. I have no idea. I know I was meditating, nothing special in my meditation, to be honest with you, but just felt very calm, very quiet, very peaceful. Wasn't thinking much of anything. Um, and then I just kind of started fooling around with it a little bit and just started like kind of rocking back and forth and stuff. And 
you really get the sensation that you're just kind of floating, literally floating in space. And at one point I had my arms all the way stretched out behind my head. And that felt uh, absolutely amazing. It reminded me of uh, when I used to go scuba diving. I haven't scuba dived in a few years now, but um, just that sensation of being in the ocean and just kind of floating in space. But with that, you know, you're checking out fish, you're, you're checking out coral, you have to kind of, you know, make sure you're kind of swimming along lightly and your eyes are wide open, you're taking it all in. Um, this very much felt like I was scuba diving, but just turning off all the other senses, all of them, turning off my muscles, turning off my eyes, turning off my ears, uh, just focusing on my breath. And, uh, and that was that. I give this a major thumbs up. And now that I understand it, I, I really want to come back. I think, I think doing it a second time will be just simply amazing now that I understand it and uh, know what it's all about. But wow, you want to talk about not hearing a sound, not a sound. And then at one point I'm looking around the, the chamber trying to see anything and I couldn't see nothing. And then I'm like, well, let me see if I could at least see my hand in front of my face. And I kept putting my hand closer and closer to my eyes. Couldn't see. Couldn't see at all. All those little things like the rock in and trying to look at my hand and stretching a little bit. That was very minimal. For the most part, I just kind of floated and just let my mind uh, just float away from me. So it was, uh, it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. I feel so chill right now. So mellow. I'm looking back into the chamber. It's just, uh, it's so peaceful, so tranquil. The temperature was perfect. It's pretty much your body temperature or maybe like a degree or two below your body temperature. And after a while, you can't feel where the water starts and you're, and you know, uh, how can I say this? Where, where uh, your body's in the water, I guess is the best way to, to put it. So at that point, you don't feel the water much at all, and you really just feel like you're just floating in space. So I'm gonna leave. Uh, I'm gonna leave this area and talk to Tom about my experience. But wow, yeah. Tom's down the hall. He's like, he's like, thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Holy cow, man! That's why you do the ninety, brother. That was awesome. Welcome back. That was awesome. Here, let's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I just kind of talked my way through everything. I, I left, I, I left the chamber, and I literally couldn't talk. I couldn't talk. I'm just like, I, I was, I was in such a, another place. So I was like, you know what? Let me take a hot shower. And the hot shower right after that is just so peaceful because your, your brain's not back yet. So you're just like feeling the really warm water now, and, uh, and then I finally turned this thing on, and it was just. It was unbelievable, bro. I, I, it, it's really hard to explain. I hope I did a good job. But I first got in the water and, you know, you want to kind of feel out your surroundings. So I think that's natural. So right away, you're like, wow, I could really float. Like I, I float in the ocean. I float in the pools. I got a pool in my building. And I love like when my, kill, my, when my kids are chilling, I'll just lay back and just float on my own, you know. And, I, and that just feels peaceful. 
But so right away, I'm like, this is a much different float. You can feel your body's above the water. And then, um, and then after that, I feel my, I felt my muscles being quite tight because I'm resisting because I'm like, this is weird. No. And your muscles want to be like in protect mode or something like that. It's the only way I could explain it. And then when that let go, I could feel my muscles like kind of just, uh, lack of a better way to explain it. Like, they breathe they they took a deep breath out and they were just they were just chill they weren't they weren't needed anymore and then you know then i'm looking around the room and i'm like wow man i can't see anything and then your natural response is to uh close your eyes so i closed my eyes i don't even know for how long at all and then eventually i was i opened my eyes and then i kept my eyes open the rest of the time which was awesome because i couldn't mm-hmm. see a thing it, it felt like my eyes were still closed um other things I did was I, I meditated. Uh, I just, my mind was incredibly quiet. I was, uh, I was rocking back and forth a little bit just to feel the space. And that made it feel like I was truly just kind of floating around. Yeah. And after a while, you don't feel the water anymore at all. At first you do. You're like, oh, okay, you know. Um, and then I, I, I just explained this in there. But all of a sudden I heard the music. And I was like, man, why didn't I put those earplugs in? Because I forgot. That was the, the only thing I forgot was to put the earplugs in. And I, I didn't hear a sound the entire time I was in there. Nothing. No cars. Didn't hear you guys. Nothing. But all of a sudden, I started hearing the music. And I'm like, why didn't I put the earplugs in? Man, they're turning on the music for the other uh, floating chamber for somebody else. Man, what an idiot. If I just put the earplugs in, you know, I wouldn't have heard that. And I would have had a, you know, I, I would still be in this tranquil state. Mm-hmm. And that lasted for about two minutes. And then I realized, wait a minute, that's the music for me. And then my mind was blown. I'm like, wait a minute, that was an hour and a half? No clue. If, if I had to guess, I would have said that was 20 minutes. Yep. 20 minutes, tops. I'm like, that's my music? Are you serious? Because then I lifted my head up out of the water because now I'm starting to think, I think it is my, my music because I was you know, finally starting to come out of it. And then I'm like, oh my god! And then I heard the uh, Bob Marley, you know, get up, stand up, yeah, which was re- which is a perfect perfect thing because it's real it's real mellow in the in the uh, in the background. Um, yeah, that's great, man. That's great. You were able to get so deep your first float because a lot of times people come here, especially in, during their first session, they're almost it's almost like they're trying too hard to do it. Like, all right, I'm gonna float, I'm gonna relax, I'm gonna get there, and it's yeah. like they almost like psych themselves out or. They have different expect- expectations coming in. They think it's going to be this amazing thing. And yeah. Rather than just letting themselves naturally get there, they try to force themselves to get right. there. And it doesn't sound like that's what happened. It sounds like you were able to kind of go in there and yeah. slip no. away as you should. I was in a weird spot because I wanted I wanted to do this for the podcast. So I, like the first – I don't know. I, like I, I lost track of time. So I, I don't even want to put a time on it. But I was I was like, well, all right. I, for the podcast, I got to kind of – you know, I'm good at describing things and kind of observing. So I'm like, all right, I got to observe a little bit so I could talk about this a little bit, my whole experience. Um, but quickly that went away and I was just like, I was just in another place. I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. You have like a, like the first few minutes you go in there, you have a little bit of a time frame. Like, all right, I, I just yes. got in here. I'm just getting settled in. I'm good. Yeah. But then a few minutes later, it almost like sneaks up on you. You're yeah. like, all right, have I been here a half hour or an hour and a half? Or did they forget about me? Or right. did I just get in? Or I don't I don't even know. And it's it's interesting because you always have some sort of reference for time normally like throughout your life. And now yeah. you're in there and it's just, nope, you, no. you're just on your own. Yeah. And also, uh, it's coming to me now too. It almost felt like 
almost felt like I was in, um, how do I explain this? Like, uh, like a, like a liquid, a very heavy liquid. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of one with that. And, and then after a while, like I said, that even went away and I just felt like I was just floating. And I was amazed when I had my eyes open. Oh, someone coming in. Oh my God. Carrie and Jason, they come here every two weeks. They're like our favorite, favorite uh, floaters, man. Um, I thought, I thought that was a being. I'm like, I I think I'm still floating. Did anyone else hear that? Regulars Regulars are coming in. It's it's almost like when you're in a pool and you try and hold a a ball underwater and it like fights you to come up to the surface. Like that's what it's like in there. If you try to touch the bottom, like you can, but it's work. You have to, yeah, the natural position is just floating right at the top. Yeah, at first I tried all that stuff because you're you're in there. You know, we're human beings. We're curious. So I'm like, all right, where are the sides? Oh, the sides are over here. Oh, let me just touch with my toes the other side. So I was fooling around with that a little bit. Oh, let me rock back and forth. Wow, this is kind of a cool sensation. All right, uh, you know, my eyes are still open. This is crazy because I can't even see the hand in front of my face. And I put my hand pretty much an inch from my face. So I did all that, and then finally I'm like, all right. And then I just was like, you know, I'm used to meditating. So I'm like, all right, let's just start meditating and mm-hmm. see what and see what happens. Um, dude, it was awesome. But I I, I said in there, I, I got to do a second one mm-hmm. without podcasting and all that because now I know what to expect and I can, you know, just simply just settle in and go for it. Yeah. But I mean, everybody that comes in, we tell them they'll come out with this wicked smile on their face. Like, and it's not a sales point, but we're like, if you love – if you feel good, this good after your first one, like you're gonna feel like a champion after your second one. Yeah. Because the second one, you know what you're what to walk into. Right. You know, you know what to expect once you go in there. A lot of times, people will go in to their second one with a goal or with like an objective, like, all right, I want to try and work on this. Yeah. Sometimes that gets done. Sometimes that doesn't even come up at all in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if that's. Um, I don't even know if that's needed. Um, mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of times, like I try to find. Um, total silence and total like you know calm um i i experienced that at the uh at the ocean even though you hear the waves but the waves are very um meditative um sometimes i'll take like naps with the darkening shades in my bed my kids are at school my you know my wife's doing something i'm like all right let's see how quiet i could get but you always hear something the traffic or a plane going by or what what have you mm-hmm. i can honestly say for the first time in my life I didn't hear shit. Holy cow. Did you hear your heartbeat? Yeah, I was following my heartbeat. I could almost feel the blood going through my veins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was more than just a heartbeat. And then I uh, and then I really was digging just uh, focusing on my breath. Good. So That's great, man. I mean, we, uh, so one of the biggest things that I learned, you know, about building a float center is how hard sound is to defeat. And it's like, if you have a big structure and somebody goes like this and pounds on the ground, like yeah. you're going to hear it and feel it. Yeah. 50 feet over if the building is all connected. Sure. So like if you look at all the walls here, they're all like 14 inches thick, 12 inches thick. Like they're super duper thick yeah. to help absorb some of that sound. Right. So, but you know, we, we once in a while have somebody who complains about something, but I think it's all in their head. I yeah. Think they're like looking well, for something to complain about, you know? Well, people just always have to complain, but I'll, honestly, man. I know I, you'll tell me. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what you would complain about with this experience. It was awesome, man. You want a cup of tea, man? I got some water boiled over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what kind of tea you got, man? Uh, green tea, kava tea, and you got the raw honey that that'll take care of my allergies. Yeah, man. Um, uh, do you believe in all this stuff? I see you got salt lamps and all sorts of. 
Hemp honey over there. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, CBD oil, hemp honey. Honestly, the CBD oil I believe in. CBD oil is real. You know, and honestly, if you asked me ten years ago, I probably would have said no to three quarters of this stuff. Yeah. Now I'm I'm starting to learn. Like, listen, if you give it to somebody, even if if it's a placebo, yeah, you know, the sugar pill. Sure. If you're giving it to that person and they're taking it and they're feeling better and they're being more productive and being a better person, being, like, then it's working. Then it's working. Whatever it is, it, it is yeah, yeah, working, yeah. you know? Um, and everything that we carry, we get good feedback from. People tell us, oh, I bought that salt lamp and it's awesome. I love it in my room. It makes me feel so good when I come home. Yeah. It's like, all right, that's it, period. You don't need to say anything else. Yeah. It's a victory. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, you At don't least have, for that person it is. Well, you don't have to look too far into some of this stuff. So Yeah, that's the other thing. I think some people might dig a little bit further than they have to with things and try right. to really get down into it. It's like, right. look, just take it on the surface for what it is. And if you feel good afterwards, run with it. Yeah. You know? So uh, my experience, is that pretty, um, pretty common or like, yeah. More yeah. or less? Yeah, I'd say most of the people that come in here when they get done will usually come out with some sort of weird smile on. Like, that was really cool. Like, I feel yeah. awesome. I kind of want to hang out for a little bit. And, yeah. you know, we have color therapy glasses people will put on and their eyes adjust. And they're like, I'm just going to hang out in this Chase Lounge chair and look out the window for a few hours. Yeah. And, a few hours? Dude, people summing up sometimes for three hours to sit here. And I'm like, After that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you gotta kind of got to go, man. You've been here for like six hours altogether, you know? You know what that... But the, it's fine. If they, if they feel good, like... But right. that makes a lot of sense. Um, I wanted to turn on this, you know, my podcast immediately. And as soon as I got out, I, I powered it up and I, and I stood there and I'm like, I don't know what to say. And I, I mean, I'm never at a loss. You said that? Yeah, I'm never at a loss for words. I'm like, you know what? It'll be okay. Let me take a shower. And my brain started kind of, you know, coming back, whatever, to what we usually do. Just all the noise that we hear constantly. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I was like, wow, now I, now I can talk about it. I don't even know how this is going to sound because I, I'll, I'll probably be embarrassed listening to this back because then I'm in, I'm in the bathroom right outside the uh, – the, the chamber just babbling. I'm sure I, I'm sure I was just babbling, but I was, I was trying to, uh, you know, I was trying to explain exactly what it just went through. So it was, it was pretty cool, man. It was really cool. Well, like you said, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very personable, personal thing for everybody that comes in. Like somebody might come in and just get a very physical thing and that's it. Not have any yeah. spiritual thing. Somebody might have the complete opposite where they're like, yeah, I didn't have anything body, but my brain went to here yeah. and they'll think about, memories they had from when they were a kid yeah. or a fight they had with their girlfriend from like 10 years ago they're like why am i thinking about that yeah. oh it's because i realized i was an asshole then and i right, should have right. said this and well, everybody i'd say the vast majority of people that come in come out and they're like you know what i thought of which is really weird and it's usually a positive thing it's not something that's like a, a negative yeah thing that comes from it no know? i uh I, i'm just very relaxed at the very least that's awesome I, I i think i'll feel like this even though i have to drive all the way back to manhattan on the long island uh, expressway i think i'm going to be pretty chill in, in rush hour traffic today so i swear to you hope that was the first thing that did it for me my first float on the way home i took the train back to farmingdale train station and i drove from farmingdale to farmingville which is like 14 exits on the yeah. IE, which is a disaster yeah and I was just like, ah, this traffic stinks, but whatever. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. oh, that guy cut me off. I guess he's in a rush. Yeah. Which the week before, I was screaming out the window like a lunatic. Right. And I'm like, man, I guess maybe that float, maybe that float kind of works. Yeah. And then the next week, I, I used to manage a deli. The next week, one of my staff members was like, hey, man, like, you're a lot cooler. Did you start taking, like, antidepressants or something? <laughs> and I was like, no, man. I'm like... I guess it was that freaking float tank. I get it. it. Honestly, you know, and that was it. I did it a second time and then that was it. I was all in after my second time. 
And you're smart because um, this is probably going a little too deep, but that's okay. I get a lot of massages. And the one thing about getting a really good massage, like a really one where you feel connected to the, the masseuse and on, not dare I say, almost a spiritual level, um, you know, it sucks when you have to leave right away. So, like, after that experience or, like, what I just went through, I, I could absolutely just sit on that couch behind you for the next hour, no problem. Yeah. So, it's smart that you you allow your customers to, you know, chill out and, and hang after after that experience instead of going right outside to the to the street. So Thanks, man. Yes. Yeah, you know, we have people who bring in their own bookmarks and they'll start a book and they'll read a chapter and they'll put it in the book and they'll come back the next week and they'll read, you know, pick yeah. up on the next chapter, whatever it is. Yeah. When they get done, they're just in such a good place and just want to stay in it. And right. A lot of people feel extremely artistic when they get done. So we have like a whole sketchbook and art book yeah. that people sit and just draw. I mean, I can't draw a stick figure, so I'm impressed by anything. But yeah. some of the stuff that people do is amazing. And like, oh, yeah, I thought of that when I was in a float tank. It's like, what? Well, That's when you start exploring incredible. a lot of the spirituality stuff, you, you learn the creativity, love... Um, a few other things come from a whole different place. It's not a verbal place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're so used to hearing the voices in our head and uh, and verbalizing everything we see and do that we forget there's there's other things going on in your brain that has nothing to do with verbal verbal. And one of them is absolutely love. A lot of people think it's uh, a, you know, creativity comes from that that mm-hmm. that point as well. And other other things that I can't think of right now because my brain's not functioning a hundred percent. I'm realizing how many things go into that. Just just the mood that the person was in when they walked in the door. Yeah. Like your entire interaction, so much depends on that. Like if yeah. I had a fight with somebody and I walk in, regardless of how this interaction is going to go, I'm going to see it with a certain tint to it or yeah, certain yeah. attitude to it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just such, a, such an important well, the stupid, part. Well, the stupid voice in your head is really, that. that's more of, it's observing everything. It's hard to explain to people. It's observing. It's not really you. Mm-hmm. It's not really you. You know, where where you lie, uh, some would say the soul is when you quiet all that down. So, And some people actually, if you really want to get deep, because we were talking about dreams earlier, they say that dreams are the language of the soul. Yep. Imagine that. If that's not mind, you know, blowing. So They got to come through sometimes, right? That's, that's you know? the connection to the soul is actually when you're dreaming. So I got to do a little more research on that one, but I find that it. <laughs> To be a very interesting concept, so yeah, it's, I need some tea or something. Yeah, man. What'd you like? I don't care. You just give me anything. Sure. You can give me hot water, and I'll think it's like the best tea ever. <laughs> oh. Honey or anything? Yeah, I need honey for the allergies. They always yeah. say you got to have like local honey will take care of your allergies. <laughs> I was a, I was a mess. If if I came here uh, last week, I would have sneezed all over your tent, uh, all really? over your, all over your. Uh, tank yeah i was uh i was a mess but anything else tom anything else you want to get out there about this your experience good stories your divorce oh boy. <laughs> crazy people dude the divorce thing is crazy bro the divorcing we were going to marriage counseling for a while and trying to trying to figure trying to make it work and i'll never forget man we we're at marriage counseling on a saturday saturday morning and at the end of the session the guy was like all right anything you guys want to bring up or anything you want to add you know, I was like, no, we're, things are better. And she was like, no, things are better. I was like, all right, great. We went to a party at her, one of her friend's house that night for like a, a Christmas party. We got home at like 1130, had a little bit of a tough, you know, a fight. And then at like 1230, you know, technically Christmas Eve, she was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm like, what? But I thought you told the guy like 12 hours ago and there was no problems. We were all good. But 
Wow. You know, like I said before, you know, commu- communication. And, Things weren't clearly communicated from, from me or from her. And, yeah. And you, know, and you had a guy point. therapist for couples therapy. Yeah. Usually it's a woman and they team up against you. Well, to be honest, I... <laughs> I'm kidding. I, no, no, you're not. <laughs> that's true. I am that's, kidding. That's, I, that's usually how it is, bro. I've, I've I, heard that. Yeah. I've never went to couples therapy. Yeah, you know, I miss them much. It's fucking... She... I, I, you know, I had originally said, like, you know, if you find somebody if you want, you know, look, look around and... Sh- she didn't find somebody in a timely fashion. So I was like, all right, I'm going to find my own person. It just happened to be a guy that I found. So, right. You know, went to go, went to go see him. We tried to figure stuff out. And you got, you got someone else in your life now? Now I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and I actually met her through floating. I met her on, on, on a dating website. I had on my web in my profile that I owned the float place. And she was like, Oh, I went and floated last week. She went to another place upstate and that was it. We've been together for like two years. Good for you, buddy. Thanks, man. Very good. And I got a great relationship with my kid. I see him four days a week. Right. So even though I own a couple of businesses, I'm still, you know, I'm still with the kid a lot, a lot of time. You know. Yeah. So, cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's good, man. It's been it's been a great ride, dude. All the people that come in, staff. Somebody, you asked me before, like, you know, how'd you go from this to, to where I am now? It's yeah. My, it's my staff, dude. Yeah. It's, it's not me. Yeah. You know, I I lucked out very early on and teamed up with somebody who loved floating and knew how to work with people really well. We found good people to get on board that also loved floating. So when somebody walks in, you got a guy behind the desk with his, you know, in bare feet who just got out of a float tank a couple hours ago. He's like, hey, man, welcome. Welcome yeah. to the float place. And there's nothing better than that when somebody walks so in. So uh, do you and the staff float almost every day when you're here? Yeah. I, I mean, anybody who works here can float pretty much whenever they want. There's right. no, like, hop on in. As long as, as long as there's nobody there, you can pretty much float. Yeah, just do it. Yep. And I try to get everybody to float at least once every week or two. I personally float at least once a week, if not twice a week. Three times if I'm really lucky, but usually not. And um, just, be, you know, it makes a big difference when people walk in who they're greeted by. Do you fall asleep in there? I say no, but yeah, I think I do. <laughs> because I just wake up, like I said to you before. I, I have no idea if I, I fell asleep. Yeah. That's what's so weird, too. Because I was trying to really, I was trying to really pay attention to my surroundings at first, like I said. And then by the end of it, I'm like, wait, that was 90 minutes? Wait. The, the music that's my music what yeah. and then I'm like wait was I sleeping no I don't think I was sleeping but I don't know if I was meditating I, I remember thinking about three or four things I'm like wait so if I only thought about three or four things how long was was that <laughs> for so was the rest of the time just totally a quiet mind I don't know yeah and it's like you know if you fall asleep or you go to sleep at home at least for me if I take anything more than like a 25 or 30 minute nap if I wake up I'm groggy like I'm not if I float I come out if in 90 minutes, I don't feel like I took a nap. So if, if I do fall asleep, I don't have that grogginess that's associated with like a nap or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course. So, well, Tom, uh, this was quite the experience. The float place in Patchog. This place is gorgeous. Um, and then you, got a, then you got a place in Deer Park as well. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you coming in. Like, it's been years in the making, but like, seriously, like a, a dream of mine to hear. It's really freaking cool, man. Oh, like, right on, awesome. man. I appreciate it. How do they get a hold of you? Hopefully we'll get some uh, some podcast listeners to come check it out for themselves. Yeah, you can check out uh, thefloatplace.com or you can email me, thefloatplace at gmail.com. Get me, you know, get me right there. Right. I see. Uh, at thefloatplace on Twitter. Right. Very nice. I think everything has been said. You you, you good? You want to say anything? Um, I'm happy here, man. Yeah. It's cool that you're first floating. I, I haven't seen your work the whole time I've been here. No, I mean... you've been floating. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you've been floating. That's why. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. No. You know, honestly, though, man, the most important thing is is this what is what we're doing now? Just hanging out, talking after your float, because 
you know, say you got done and you came in here, even if you had your tea, and even if everything was the same as it is, if you came in here and nobody hung out with you and talked to you, yeah, like just as a as a human, like yeah. it's, it's not well, like, the same I, thing. Well, I know? couldn't wait to talk to you, but obviously the best way to do it, you know, you, you float, stay in the room a little longer, you got a nice hot shower, and then I would I would simply walk down the hall and lay on that couch and not want to talk to anyone for like a half hour. There are some people that, that do that that's, for sure. That, I mean, I'm glad we talked, obviously, because I wanted to talk about my experience. But next time, I would be like, just keep that vibe or whatever I was feeling in there as long as I can. Because yep. now, I'm, now I'm looking around and I'm, you know, I'm becoming way, way more like aware of uh, my surroundings. When yeah. I first started talking to you, even, I was still like, what the hell yeah, was that about? about the sky, it's been, wow, that is freaking bright, man. Yeah. It's just, you know, having nothing and then having it all is... Well, it's called the power of now, sir. <laughs> the power of now. The key to life is to try to live in the present. And don't worry about the past. The time is now. Oh, that's hilarious. They got a clock that has no hands, but it is but it is tick-tocking. Oh, that's hilarious. What does it say? It says now. That's there you it. go. That, look, that's the way to we. That's that's how we ended. I said the power of now. You show me the clock. It says now on it. There's nothing else to say. Tom from the float place in uh, in Patch Patchog. My my wife used to call it Patchogua. Patchogi. Because yeah, she's from because she's from Philly. So I, we would you know I love Long Island and and we would drive on the Long Island Expressway and she would pronounce all the all the <laughs> exits and it's like why do you have a town called Patchogua? <laughs> We get stupid with our names on Long Island. They're all uh, named after Indian tribes. Yep. Christina, my girlfriend now, she's from, she moved down here from Marlboro, upstate New York. And the same thing. She's like, what is Hapoji? Hapog. <laughs> Hapog, baby. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Look, for real, uh, this is a perfect place to end it because the clock says now. It has no hands. I, I said power of now. I mean, it's just perfect. That's it. I got a new friend and his name's Tom from the, uh, the float place. I'm coming back with, like, uh, the Cuban. The next one's going to be silly. You know that. Let's fucking do it, bro. Although, who knows? Maybe he comes staggering out of the room and he's a different person. But Is Joey's new wife coming? Huh? Is Joey's new wife coming? Joey's new wife? Did he get married? Joey, my, our producer? Yeah. What did I hear on the, on the last podcast? Somebody got, wait, who got Oh, married? that was Mikey. Oh. Mikey, who likes Sorry. the golden showers. Yeah, he got married. Yeah, three weeks, right? Two weeks or something? He, he, would, he, bang, boom. he would love the, he, well, he's been with her a while, but, okay. uh, he, but I, but you prove that you listen to the podcast. But he would love the floating chambers because he loves water. He lot he loves lots of water. It's nothing like it, man. Just get in there, let go, and that's it. Right. Well, he likes golden showers. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. All right. Hey, Gary. Hey. Have a great flow, guys. Thank you. And with that, Joey, wrap it up. I'll gladly wrap it up. No, I've been married for about 11 years, my friend. But I still feel like a newlywed. And you can't let Mike Sappho go to the float place because he'll piss all into that tank. You don't want that. You want to be floating on the Epsom songs, not on urine. And by the way, Mikey, you can't pee on your wife anymore because you know what? May he rest in peace, but your father's looking down on you. So he sees everything you're doing. So no more golden showers or jerking off to Asian porn. Go to thefloatplace.com online and uh, visit Patchog. I know Patchog. Check out The Float Place. Please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend. Visit opiradio.com for some cool hats and t-shirts. Get a Ruizing hat. 
I'm Joey Salvia saying thanks for listening to this free podcast we call Opie Radio. <laughs>